hate saying the words international break this early in the season. It's just not right. It's every season, though, isn't it? It is. It is. It's all the momentum you gather. It yeah. goes away. So, so wait there. We don't have a game next week. No, no game. We do. Stoke, isn't uh, it? No, Stoke is the weekend. Stoke is the ninth. Next weekend is the second and the third. Right. Yeah. So, no, we do not have to play Stoke City. We don't have to go to a cold, wet and windy, etc. Um, until uh, Saturday evening on the 9th, before that, uh, an international break. I guess after the international break, perhaps before we um, before we look back at the uh, the game that's just been, after the international break and after the Stoke game, we'll be in a run of uh, two games a week because the Champions League will be back. Oh, yeah. Uh, the draw the draws happened since we last, um, last met. And almost to the letter... What United would have wanted, although we have struggled in groups like this before. Well, yeah, and Mourinho tried to play down that kind of assessment that it, you know it would be easy. So uh, uh, he talked about not being able to beat Basel last time, or in fact Benfica or Moscow. Well, I think we won one nil against Moscow last time. Um, so yeah, look, it's um, Benfica, the, the best team in the group according to UEFA, ranked tenth at the moment. United are fifteenth, just for comparisons that's over a five-year ranking though so I'm, I'm always kind of uh, I understand how these like they model the coefficients but what you did five years ago pretty much has no relevance to your your uh, quality this uh, today does it you know most teams will swap out a whole team uh, in five years anyway so Benfica 10th United 15th Basel 20 something and uh, CSK Moscow in in fifty something place. So you know, it, as you said, a group that United would be happy with, apart from the long travel uh, to Moscow. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like the long travel to Moscow is the one big negative. But you take one long travel to get Benfica out of pot one, don't you? Because of course, the coefficient thing it doesn't so much matter where the team is in relation to United, so much as it matters where they are in relation to the other teams in pot one. Um, and and there were some there were some real big names in that in that seg- segment. Yeah, so. I mean, away. <coughs> Sorry, Tom. I suddenly got a frog in my throat. Another way of putting that is to say that United really must qualify out this group and would kind of expect to win it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and and you know when Mourinho says it's not easy, he wants to dis- sort of uh, play down the notion that it's an easy group. I think. To an extent, that's fair enough. You could say that really easy groups don't exist in the Champions League. But if you take it as read that actually easy groups kind of do exist in the Champions League, or at least certainly it's fair to say that easier groups exist in the Champions League, then United have uh, have definitely got a relatively favourable draw. Having said all that, of course, that is based largely in uh, prejudice and ignorance because I actually don't know anything about <laughs> specifics of Benfica, Baal or CSK in Moscow. Are we, are we calling them Baal, are we? Um, oh, I don't know. FC Basel, as Gary Neville famously called them once. <laughs> um, the, the, other, the other good thing is that the, uh, the away game in Moscow actually falls before a home game against Crystal Palace. So at least, you know, some of these games aren't sandwiched between City, Liverpool, Tottenham, Arsenal, so on. Yeah, I think there's 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 like when you look at the the list of the games immediately before and after that there really aren't too many games that would be kind of classed as United's biggest bigger fixtures this season. No, so the home game against CSKA, the the last the last game of the group. Hopefully, it's not crucial yeah. by then. United. It is sandwiched between Arsenal, so I take back my uh, previous comment on uh, for this game. So the second of December is the away at Arsenal. The fifth is the Moscow game at Old Trafford. 
uh, and then there's away to City. Uh, sorry, home to City the following weekend. So you know that that, that could be a crucial, really crucial week early December. Um, but only really, really crucial if United's group's gone a bit tits up by then. Yeah, absolutely. And and like you're going to have to play difficult games at some point. So this would you. The fact that that is Moscow at home rather than Moscow away is light years of difference, isn't it? Or thousands of miles of difference, at least. All right. Well, um, before each of those games, we'll have thoroughly researched the opposition and uh, like the football hipsters that we are, we'll know absolutely everything about Swiss, Portuguese and and, uh, Russian football, right? Okay, great. Yeah, no, that's that's fantastic. Uh, If anyone can tell us anything about those teams who watch them regularly, get in touch. Uh, let us know. Um, the uh, the more prosaic Nate, matter of the Premier League continued apace. Manchester United now played three, scored ten, conceded none. Two nil. Never in doubt. No, I mean, like... never never in doubt. Other than that, maybe United wouldn't score. Uh, <laughs> it took a, took a long time to come, didn't it? And for all the possession and and then you know actually a, you know, a lot of good intensity for the first half. I thought. Um, the goal just didn't come, um, uh, although there was an awful lot of long-range shooting, mainly from Paul Pogba, who decided he single-handedly needed to win the game. Um, uh, ah, you see, I think I'm not. I don't think I would necessarily agree with that analysis. I think, I think there's an element of tactics to that too, which is that he's kind of because his shooting was. Like initially, when he he clearly was feeling his oats, and there was a couple. I think the first two he hit from long range went really close, and it it shifted the way Leicester had to defend. So they had to come out a little bit more to kind of try and close down his shooting a bit. To which I think he was trying to like, I think he was trying to rope a dope him into coming for him a bit and open up some passing lanes. Uh huh. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a nicely rose tinted view of it. But you know, and look, it's anyway. I think it's. Um, more shots you take, the the more you tend to score. Uh, honestly, you know, it's like to be really reductive about all the all the uh, hours and hours of um, analysis that people do. But um, it is true, and I think Pogba's long range shooting is good, if a little wayward yesterday. But uh, anyway, I thought United were very good in the first half. Um, really solid defensively. Nothing, nothing. Uh, Leicester, no real chances for Leicester. Um, uh, you know, the one criticism would be that quite a lot of aimless balls from wide areas. And you know, come back to that. Um, I guess that will reinforce Mourinho's view that he wants a, a better, better delivery from wide areas, and particularly wants a left-sided player. But um, some good passing through the middle from uh, Mkhitaryan, who was eh, all right. Not perhaps not his best game for United, although he come, comes away with an assist. Of course, Mata, who had a reasonably quiet game, but sort of Martial Matic and Pogba completely dominated midfield and, and took the attack to Leicester for that first forty-five or so. Yeah, I was particularly impressed by <coughs> Martial and Pogba, which might just be French tinted spectacles. Um, but it was really notable that basically my memory of this game is just looking out over the Old Trafford pitch and seeing Martial surrounded by five Leicester defenders kind of uh, f- sort of facing up to the front uh, the first couple of those getting past them and sometimes getting the ball taken off him by the third or fourth man, um, which of course opens up space for other people. Um, but it didn't quite come off, but that, that matter chance, was that offside? I, I've, I've seen it back. It looked super close. Oh, I mean, his hand was offside, but that's not offside no. because it has to be a part of the body you can score with. I mean, there's maybe a toe, maybe his little pinky toe. It was so tight. Um, 
And, uh, I mean, of course, Fellaini was offside for his goal. Yeah, that <laughs> so, one was, was not so tight, right? So maybe uh, maybe justice was done in some kind of weird way. The, the, the matter thing, it's one of those, a bit like the Lacazette one last weekend, where it's fine even if like you forensically analyse it and go, yep, actually he was minutely offside by centimetres. Um, the linesman has clearly got the decision, kind of just guessed at the decision and hoped for the best sort of thing. Seen it, seen it a split, seen his positioning a split second later because it really was only a split second later that he was way, way offside. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was a shame that that was chalked off because I think the game would have been very different. And you know, then where the the only time I was really worried was in the sort of two or three minutes after Lukaku missed his penalty. Um, Leicester had a, a little attack or two in that time, and I was just thinking, oh no, I've seen this movie before, but. The script really does seem to have been rewritten at Old Trafford this season because um, Leicester were pretty decent opposition and they defended very deep in numbers and our primary strategy, which was crossing the ball, was remarkably ineffective. You know, you were saying like he wants, uh, Mourinho wants better delivery from wide areas, but uh, this is um, this is like, it's kind of an issue, isn't it? Because it, really it was the fullbacks that were the problem delivery-wise. I, I didn't think the left side was really even as much of a problem as the right because uh, Blint seemed to be backed up by Martial a bit more. Valencia was often like the ball was slipped through to Valencia in loads of space and the crowd started getting super excited. But then Valencia would put his... Uh, he was definitely in cross the ball to the fullback shins mode yesterday, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, pretty poor delivery. And I don't, I don't think that's the case every week with Valencia. Um, the problem with him at left back, I mean, it's easily his best position for United, uh, and he he did fine. And you know, he's pretty solid defensively there. He's just not that athletic, so he's never going to stretch the the opposition's you know, fullbacks uh, in the in the same way that Valencia might be able to do. You know, he just doesn't get up and down the pitch in the same way. I, you know, I'm I'm a little surprised that Mourinho hasn't. You know, truly try to get a left back in this summer. Maybe he actually believes in Luke Shaw now. I mean, Who knows? I mean, he said all the all the messaging is that he does, and you could say, okay, that's just messaging, but it is also backed up by his actions in not getting one in, isn't it? Because I tell you, that team did really look like it was kind of crying out for a Luke Shaw type at left back yesterday. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was certainly you know, given given United forwards do tend to come inside. You know, if you're going to play Matter and Martial on. Uh, uh, right and left, then they're always going to tuck inside. Martial can beat a man on the outside, but he, you know, his preference is is to cut in and shoot. Um, so the width comes from the fullbacks, and uh, if that's easier to defend against, then you're going to score less goals like that. And you know, perhaps you put in crosses from deeper, straighter areas, which seemed to happen quite a lot yesterday. Anyway. Goal came in the end, though, didn't it? it certainly did. From uh, if the right one don't get you, the left one will. Ed, you, you, you <laughs> play Rashford, exhaust the defenders, bring on Martial, he scores. Play Martial, exhaust the defenders, bring on Rashford, he scores. Beautiful. It's like a job share at the moment. I mean, I thought, <laughs> except they were they were both on the pitch for the, the Rashford didn't come on. No, I know Martial. he came on for for Mata, which was good because I, I think quite a lot of last season Mourinho might have gone for like for like. Um, but yeah. uh, he's he's clearly feeling more confident, I think. I mean, he did bring Fellaini on. And, uh, you know, there's, there's always some danger in that, isn't there? And Fellaini gets his inevitable flaky goal. Um, D- uh, danger to the opposition, pal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Normally a danger to United's ability to pass the ball in midfield. But uh, yeah, no, it's interesting that Martial came on for, um, Rashford came on for Mata. Um, really, yeah, left United with a lot of pace um, in attack. And I thought, look, um, we talked last week about Martial, whether he really deserved a chance. And I thought he did. And I thought he took it. I thought he was, you know, not everything came off for him. But um, uh, I thought he was very positive, ran at, uh, ran at, uh, Simpson constantly, always looking to come inside. Didn't get the goal, um, but um, did plenty, I think, to sort of justify his selection. Uh, yeah, I I completely agree. And and he just looks like such a threat whenever he's on the ball. Like, obviously not everything comes off because he's trying stuff at a really high level, but, you know, he really did look like a threat. Uh, unfortunate for Lukaku to miss the penalty, but didn't look like it got to him too badly, although... Clearly, he he was you know frustrated and maybe a bit worried that he'd cost the team such a big opportunity at that point. And you know it, it is all very fresh, United's current position, isn't it? So, like, yeah, it would have felt kind of a bit dodgy, I'm sure, to all of them. But the 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 goal came from a set piece again. That's three games in a row, three set pieces scored, and um, I think that's the second out of uh, those games where the first goal has been a set piece as well, which is. I mean, I think I said this last week, but the for me, this is one of the most important and exciting things about the team so far because the one thing you need opposition players to know is that if they sit back and defend, well, obviously they're going to concede set pieces, but United can score from them. Although, yeah, yeah. it has to be said, a healthy assist from a Leicester defence that was otherwise very well organised, but they just didn't pick Rashford up at all. Well, he didn't, Rashford didn't even move. It, it wasn't even like smart movement from the play, he just stood still and, and you know, basically hit yeah. him. So yeah. um, on the penalty, Lukaku's missed three out of his last six penalties and they all went the same way. Um, and right. he did kind of signal it. Um, I have to say, when it went and uh, um, uh, uh, his run-up, you know, he's coming in quite straight. It looks like he's going to open his body up and go to the keeper's right. Should have been taken again, though. Schmeichel was a yard and a half off his line before the kick was taken. Yeah, absolutely. Outrageous. Outrageous uh, behaviour. Outrage. Disgusting. Yeah. Worst referee in decision of the... Uh, of the weekend. Well, aside from the one where a uh, City team jumped into the crowd and should all have been booked, not just the goal scorer. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I couldn't believe the match of the day coverage of that. Um, when Shearer was absolutely losing run of himself and he says, he scored a winner in the last minute. What do they want him to do? Collect his thoughts, pick up the ball and walk back to the halfway line. No, no, Alan. They just don't want him to shove through a load of stewards to jump into a very ferociously um, active crowd, causing an. I mean, genuinely, like so many over celebration decisions are stupid, but this one was like a legitimate public safety issue. <laughs> anyway, yes, uh, exactly. Yeah, should have sent them all off. Um, anyway, yeah, back back to United. Um, so yeah, uh, good good first goal from Rashford. Nice clean hit. Uh, if uh, if some dodgy defending, I mean they're just picking up the big guys, aren't they? And left a little man all on his own, and then uh, nice corner, nice nice corner from Mkhitaryan as well. That's yeah, yeah, struck that yeah pretty sweetly. Didn't hit the first man, which is a bonus. <laughs> there was a lot. I'm not sure too many of the corners from the other side were as consistently good, weren't they? So Rashford took took a couple, and Blint took quite a few. Um, Martial Martial took one. I was just looking at him going, what are you doing? Let, it was quite late on. It was before we scored, I think. It's like, what are you doing? Let someone else take it. I know we're in a bit of a hurry, but come on. Get yourself in the middle, son. Uh, and then there was Fellaini's goal. Yes! Do, do, do. Marua Fellaini. 
and uh, he's uh, he's so big that uh, it's like stealth. You know, the linesman can't see him when he's about four yards offside. He was only a little bit offside because of the defend, not the not the defender by him, but the other guy was kind of almost playing him onside. Um, Lingard did so well because it looked like the chance had gone. It looked like he'd kind of blown his chance, and yep. then. Um, but then he, he kind of waited and, and picked out Fellaini, the outside of Fellaini's knee. When I, when I yeah, and an absolute precision cross that was to the outside of Fellaini's knee. When I saw um, when I saw it in real time, I thought that Fellaini had done a kind of Zidane style flick with you know his other his back leg going behind him to knock it in, and I laughed and laughed when I saw the replay. Tell it's like no, no, it was he jabbed it in with the outside of his knee. Beautiful. They all count. They certainly do. Well, I mean, we have we Fellaini has and will again come in for uh, plenty of attention on this program, uh, and not all of it positive. But there is no doubt that he has a unique set of skills. Yeah, I mean, I think I call him a special teams player, and uh, and that's what that's the that's his usefulness. So my massive problem with Fellaini is when he spends any kind of playing time in central midfield and uh, it just destroys all of United's fluency. Um, if he's going to come on and he's going to be a big man to launch it to and cause some trouble as a as a one-off tactic, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. Um, uh, and mind you, he's got the, what, his one goal for the season now. Uh, um, does that mean Lingard's got one of his three assists or whatever it is? Yeah, that's right. Um we had a question actually uh, about that from at Sean KDLA who says, was that the felaniest goal he'll ever score? And the answer to that, Sean, is my goodness, people have short memories. Bournemouth away, uh, the Christmas before last, two steps on his knees, <laughs> jabs out a ball and jabs out a leg and scores. There will never be a felania goal than that. Very good. Well, look, momentum retained. Three wins on the bounce, top of the league. Uh, we're going to stay there all season, right? I mean, who knows? Who knows? Uh, I, I guess if you look at what could go wrong with this team, well, Phil Jones, who, by the way, we should definitely mention because a really, really assured, superb performance from Jones, like, did so, so, so much right yeah. yesterday. Yeah, him and him by look like a very, very nice central defensive partnership, don't yeah, they? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but presumably that will be a partnership that lasts another three games before Jones is out for six months. Um, so, but but we have got plenty of cover in that spot. So, you know, we can probably just about afford to lose him, even though. Yeah, but you know, the, the challenge is the cover is Lindelof, who isn't ready yet, according to Mourinho. So he'll be playing reserve team football for the next six months or so. Smalling, who's in a horrible rut of form, yeah, uh, lasting five or six years, <laughs> yeah, bar, bar uh, one calendar, uh, bar, year. bar the one good year, yeah, which now appears to be a blip. Um, and Marcos Rocco's not not coming back for December, no. uh, Mourinho said in his press conference this weekend. Um, and that's it. Maybe maybe we should put in a bid for Johnny Evans. I mean, we should put in a bid for Johnny Evans. Hashtag Pep knows. Um, the uh, although Pep man. What is up with Pep Guardiola? He is not a happy man at the moment. He's he looks like a man on the edge. He really does. Um, the uh, another thing, another player that we brought in who could, in a pinch, play backup centre back at least on corners. 
Uh, hashtag Zlatback, Ed. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. We haven't talked about this yet, so he's yeah uh, officially signed. I still can't work out what the contract is. They're calling it a one-year contract, but I'm going to assume it doesn't go through to um, August next. Yeah, we're on. We're still in August, right? So it'll end in June. Uh, I guess. I guess probably backdated to the summer. But he's, you know, as a show of commitment, he's taken. It seems a very large wage cut. Um, and uh, Mourinho talked about him being an extra body, and you know, so they could uh, swap out Lukaku and Rashford. And I actually didn't mention Martial as a striking option, which might tell you something. Um, sees him as an extra man, which which is good. I think that's you know that it makes absolute total sense if the money is right um, to get as get I was going to call him Zidane then get his last hand back for a for a year. His experience, his sort of bravado and confidence seems to resonate through the squad, and and uh, he'll create an extra body who can score some goals. I'm sure in the second half of the yeah, season. And you know we just play Lukaku in all the small games, Zlatan in all the big games. And they, 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 uh, that works for both of them. Um, I don't actually think that, but I mean, I guess, I guess, what will happen if it doesn't, if it isn't just a question of of rotate of squad rotation and, and games in which he genuinely wants to rest Lukaku and plays Latan up front, which I don't think any of us are probably too excited about seeing that. But you could rest Mata and Mkhitaryan and or Mkhitaryan and and plays Latan at number ten with Lukaku up front because I think Latan and Lukaku in the same team is probably pretty going to be pretty exciting yeah anyway I, I can't see any downsides to this um uh, you know the, the 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 negative from a tactical sense is that you know we we, we have seen united evolve over the first four games of this season into a much more dynamic team than for most of or any period since ferguson's retirement um and we wouldn't want to lose that and Zlatan being in the team as a focal point at number nine would definitely slow down United's attacks. Um but I feel much more comfortable that Mourinho sees him as a, a kind of another option. Um not uh not going straight in at number ten and doing something weird with at uh, number nine and doing something weird with Lukaku. So I th- you know I think we're good. I think it'll add extra firepower in the second half of the season and then uh you know, Anton, Antoine Griezmann will be coming next summer anyway, and for the bargain price of a hundred million, uh, which will be a bargain by then, <laughs> um, and we'll all be good. As someone said on Twitter, in today's market, seventy-five million for Lukaku looks like amazing value, because um, so much has changed since the beginning of the summer. Oh, the best, especially if Barcelona spunk one hundred and forty million on Coutinho. <laughs> that. that. There's something that transfer is like that transfer will be one of the worst transfers ever, value wise. Like, not that I think Coutinho is bad, I think Coutinho is fine, but it's just that would be that would be a super, super, super weird transfer if it happened for that price. Um, the uh, so you know, what do you think of where we are, how we've started the season, and and does it does it can we start to say actually this is this is looking like something which could be the pattern of the season or is it just all way too early for that? Um, yeah, look, it's way too early, early in the sense that United haven't played anyone of any quality apart from Real Madrid. <laughs> and Leicester were all right. Yeah, no, no, no. And they gave United a good side, but they'll finish mid-table this season, Leicester, I think. I mean, they're back to back to old Leicester, aren't they? They're going to play quite direct football and be compact um, and rely on the pace of Jamie Vardy. So um, they will, they'll win a decent amount of games um, and finish sort of mid-table-ish. So de- a decent side. West Ham are plummeting. I mean, has Bilic been sacked yet? Because if he hasn't, it's going to be soon, isn't it? Um, and, 
and Swansea, well, they're pretty desperately terrible. Um, so, you know, I don't think we know anything about the future of the season. What we do know, though, though through the pre-season and the Super Cup and the first three Premier League games is that Mourinho wants a more dynamic team. He wants a team that moves the ball quicker from back to front uh, than it has done in the past. Uh, that can be a bit more direct. Uh, that that appears to be more attacking. You know, the, the big loser from um, the sort of uh, switch to something uh, that's a bit more... Um, Front foot forward is, is Ander Herrera, you know, player of the season last season, but can't get a sniff now. No, I, I mean, absolutely. I, it's uh, We've had lots of questions about, about Ander Herrera just from so many people. Um, just how many uh, some how many starts is he going to get this season? When is he going to be important? How is he going to be used if he's used? All those kinds of things covered in the rank cast questions this week. And I suppose, you know, we're looking at, obviously, if Matic got injured, he'd play. Presumably, if Pogba got injured, he'd play. But also, when Mourinho wants to... I mean, I'm sure the first sign of a big team coming to town, we're going to see Herrera in the side from probably for Mata and 4-3-3, Mkhitaryan out wide. Yeah, yeah, likely. And, and Pogba push forward a little bit, you know. I mean, you know, not that Pogba doesn't have licence. He's got plenty of licence at the moment. He is the main man in, in that team. Um, so, yeah, I mean... For sure. Herrera is going to get plenty of games this season and not worry, worried about him being ostracised or anything like that. He didn't even start last season, did he? Maybe Mourinho thinks he's a slow starter or something. He's the new Michael Carrick. Yeah. Uh, Herrera... Do you ever think about the fact that the old Michael Carrick is still there? He's still he's still going, yeah. He hasn't played this season. It's but weird, uh, Yeah, no, no, yeah. I mean, no, it's, it's fine giving him another year's contract. Mourinho's clearly expecting a lot of games and they will. Once the Champions League starts, it's going to be two tough games a week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, so should we do some should we do some more listener questions? Let's do it. At Sporting Glasses says, Hi, Rankcast. Am I too old to put an A1 poster of Eric Bailly on my bedroom wall? I'm th- I'm 36. Yes. Absolutely not, Matt. Don't listen to Ed. Of course not. Eric Poster. He said poster. No, he's... Yeah, you're definitely you're too old. If, it, if it's some kind of fine art drawing, then you're okay. No, he, no, because what you're getting wrong there, Ed, is it's Eric Bailly. That's what you're missing out on. A hero among men. The uh, there was a, a thread on Twitter which did tens of thousands of numbers uh, and has been deleted because you know Twitter not so good on actual abuse. But my goodness, if they find some uh, copyright violation, they'll be all over it. Um, but anyway, it was just a thread of Eric Bailly doing funny things, and every one of the things he did was funny. And then he bicycle kicked it into a man's face against Leicester, just to add to the funniness. Yeah, I did see that. It was um, yeah. Yes, you know, if you're a Nazi troll, it's okay. At Punished Frankie says, new fan here, love the show. Now, will the international break mess with United's momentum? Thank you, first of all, Frank, for saying nice things. And thank you to everyone that came up to me at Old Trafford and said nice things. It was so nice. It's always awesome. I'm always sad when Ed and Tom aren't there uh, because uh, to, to share the, the plaudits in, in those moments. Um, but yeah, uh, I think that the international break, I think it's at least good that we've got such momentum going into the actual international break. Uh, so I think, I, I think hopefully it won't. I mean, of course, the, it, it will mess with our momentum, but it will kind of mess with everyone's. And although Stoke away is not the easiest game, it, it's certainly not what it used to be, is it? So No, I mean, they're a decent side. Um, it's not up and at you um, sort of long ball Tony Pulis stuff anymore, is it? You know, Mark Hughes made the mistake of becoming state manager and trying to turn them into a tippy-tappy side. 
what's going on? Um, will it break momentum? Yes, it will. And it will if, um, uh, you know, all, all, pretty much the whole squad is going to be away um, uh, playing two games. Um, and there's going to be injuries and people coming back from very long trips and stuff like that. So it does. So we might see a few changes for that Stoke game. We'll see. I mean, uh, I don't know whether you want to talk about the international break at all. England are playing the mighty Slovakia. I think that's next next Monday or Tuesday. Um, and Malta on Friday. Awesome right, stuff. But, but who are France playing, which is much more relevant to Man United than who England are playing? Who, who have we even got in the squad? Marcus Rashford's... Is Phil Jones in the squad? Yeah, I would think he would be, and and Lingard, um, who Gareth uh, Gareth Southgate likes, um, so they'll all be away. Lukaku will definitely be away. Zlatan will get a a uh, well, he wouldn't play anyway, but uh, he's retired. Yeah. Anyway. He's retired, is he? Oh, okay. Oh, so talking of which, talking of which, we nearly got through the whole show without mentioning him. Uh, congratulations to Wayne Rooney on his excellent and very underrated England career. The only reason anyone has a go at him for his performances for England is that um, football, international football, is incredibly short-termist and specific. And if you miss uh, four weeks of form at the wrong moment in your career, that's it. You're you're deemed to be an international uh, failure. And that's the only reason Rooney didn't succeed at the tournaments in 2006 and 10 in particular, when he was one of the best players in the world. So, Yeah. Um, no, no, he's, look, he's, he's uh, ended it as um, the highest, most capped outfield player. Um, and... Uh, is that right? Or well, nearly, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, and and the, number one. the greatest goal scorer. So um, fine international career. Just a total flop at um, every uh, major international tournament by Euro 2004. No, no, no. Not a major flop. Injured. Injured for the big ones. Big, big flop. Big floppy flop. Nope. Injured. He flopped injured around. And he, nope. he flopped around a little bit uh, with his retirement as well. Yeah, sort of, he's been dropped anyway. Well, I'm going to retire now. He's, That's he's not always... what happened. That's the opposite of what happened. He, he retired. Southgate rang him and said, I want to call you up for the squad. And, and he, he went, said, well, I'm you retiring. didn't want me last time, so I'm, I'm <laughs> retiring. I'm taking my ball. Not having it. Not having this unnecessary Wayne Rooney slander when when there's so much <laughs> necessary Wayne Rooney slander we could be indulging anyway no look it's good for him because he'll get uh, he'll get more breaks um and I think he needs it he's uh he may be 30 but or 30 or 31 I'm not sure can't remember um but add, add another four or five years to that given he started his career so early and uh, and you get his sort of true physical age I'd say Amazing what he'll do when he's playing a team he cares about, isn't it? Yeah, amazing that, isn't it? Hmm. <laughs> um, uh, I, I joke, of course. Uh, so Phil Jones, Chris Smalling, Jesse Lingard, Marcus Rashford, all in the England squad. Um, Martial and Pogba in the France squad. Um, I'd assume Lukaku's in the Belgian squad. Not guaranteed to start for Belgium, is he? Although I, I bet he's going to get increasingly guaranteed to start uh, as things as things move on. Um <sighs> Yeah, and, you know, we know Roberto Martinez likes to play a lot of attacking players, doesn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, more more questions. Um, at Nocturnal underscore Ego, we had a chat about this on Twitter, me and Eric did. Um, he says, do you see Jose selling Romelu Lukaku in a couple of seasons to accommodate Marcus Rashford, assuming he keeps developing? And I have to say, my first thought about this is, uh, I don't see Jose Mourinho managing United in a couple of seasons, certainly not in three or four seasons when this actually might happen. Um, I think it's a very unlikely turn of events. 
No, if we get three out of him, that'll be uh, about par for the course with Jose. So good shot at the title this season. Total meltdown next season. <laughs> It'd be a bit early, wouldn't it? Oh. Feels a bit um, early, but it would actually be on schedule. That's that's what's remarkable. Having kind of experienced the Ferguson years, when you think about what other clubs go through with their managers, it's just so weird. It all happens so quickly. Yeah. You just start to get used to them and they move on. I mean, the, look, the wider question about Rashford is, is he going to get enough games? Uh, he's, I mean, he's nowhere near getting a game at number nine at the moment, although Mourinho has talked about that. So um, maybe there'll be times when um, he wants to give uh, Lukaku a rest, uh, although Lukaku has a very good injury record, just doesn't you know, spend a lot of time away from the pitch. Um, and, and so that's the concern, you know, we've got a, a, a bit of a duel there and is he going to have to spend the whole season job sharing on the left yes, wing? Yes, is the answer to that question. Job sharing on the left wing and backing up at number nine. That's that's his that's his role in the, in the squad. And, you know, I mean, it's fine now, but there is an issue. Long term, there's an issue about Rashford's development and Lukaku's presence, but there's also lots of good to it. Um, at Charlnado, friend of the show, says, who's got a stronger right hook, Floyd or Fellaini when he celebrates? <laughs> I, assume he, I assume he means the boxer Floyd Mayweather, who is definitely a boxing man. Yes. I know a lot about boxing. Um, other than the clown he was fighting, he, um, I watched it. And uh, since I'm on the West Coast right. and, you know, the time zones work and I didn't have to stay up till three in the morning or whatever, it would have been in the UK. More was like it six was in the morning? Good top quality punchy punch? No, no. I mean, you know, I'm not going to claim to be any kind of boxing expert at all. But one guy um, looked uh, looked very good, and the other guy looked like uh, they just dragged him in off the streets to do some bare knuckle right. fighting. And I'm assuming the one that won was the good one, right? That's yeah. I mean, yeah. look, they're both two pretty detestable people. <laughs> um, so uh, watching them get punched was always good fun, but. Um, uh, I guess you know it's it wasn't serious, was it? But uh, they um, they uh, all made a lot of money out of it, apparently. Yeah. Uh, by the way, you say they're two detestable people, which brings us to the subject of political correctness, which no doubt we'll come back to in the future. But I just wanted to shout out the guy who put on Twitter uh, that uh, the Rankcast is good if you like your football opinions direct from the Frankfurt School of Cultural Marxism, and I think he <laughs> meant it as an insult. Uh. <laughs> I think he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, you know, I was like, oh god, shall I tweet something back about Cheetos and all that? You know, we're going to get into that I just nonsense. Thought, you know, like, I mean, it's not accurate, but I will take that as an insult. Like, that is fine. I'm, I'm not too bad about that. Uh, at Kev de Rothschild says this would be one of my favourite title wins if we go on to win it. Which, by the way, I completely agree. Obviously, I'm sure lots of United fans would feel that way. Um, but he also says, do you have a favourite title? And where would this one rank if we win it? So this would definitely be one of my favourites if we win it. Um, some of my other... They're all good. You love all the title wins, right? 12-13 um, was obviously absolutely incredible um, because of the nature of it, because of, like, what it what it led to in terms of, like, the fact that it was Fergie's last and we won it. That was that was great. And we'd, we'd lost it in such brutal fashion the season earlier. Uh, loads, like, the 90s ones... I love them all <laughs> equally, really. I think we talked on about the 95-96 season on the Patreon backers a little while ago. Um, is it 95-96 or 96-97? Yeah, yeah, 95-96, yeah, yeah. yeah. double winning season yeah. after having been, you know, having had it stolen off us by the FA the year before. Um, yeah, also, one. you know, Aguero punching the steward, he should get like a 25-match ban for that. <laughs> nah, come on, listen. That's not fair. He was not... That was bad, what Bournemouth said. It was bad. 
Um, yeah, apparently Stuart's withdrawn his complaint, so so he should. Pathetic. Um, um, well, the first one I think might still be my favourite. So um, just because of uh, how long it took to get there and the intensity of uh, the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, I I'd like to give an honourable mention to two thousand and six, two thousand and seven as well. Like Mourinho, are you listening? You better keep a trophy glistening because we'll be back in May to take it away. Walking in a Fergie Wonderland. That was that season. It was good because we did indeed. We did come back in May and we did indeed take it away. Now he can stay around and win it in May and that'd be lovely. Uh, all right. At DJ N Perry says, why can't we play Rashford right and Martial left? And I think that is a great question. Could, could do, yeah. Um, I, I, I guess Jose likes matters control with the ball. You know, you have a lot of players running people all the time. You're going to lose the ball a fair bit. But uh, could do. Why not? Against, uh, against teams where you definitely want to push their fullbacks back. Um, and you want a couple of pacey players there, then uh, it's a good option. At Andy United says, isn't it annoying that videos on social media have unskippable adverts in the middle of them? Also, is Jones our best centre-back? Uh, I'd say yes, and... Mm, it's close. Close. Jones and Bailly. It's close. Yeah. Um, yes, video ads, always very annoying. Uh, but that is how the internet is funded. Except for this here show which is funded by you people, or at least some of you, the cool ones. Um, um, is Jones our best centre-back? Well, you know, on form, he's, he's a top-quality player, always has been, um, uh, and fit, and that's the major problem. Uh, all right, two more questions. Friend of the show, Mary, uh, says, if someone put a gun to your head and forced you to choose between Rashford or Martial to start, who would you choose? Well, I mean, look, a gun to your head. You know, normally it's like, where's my money? Where did you hide yeah. the cocaine? Not pick a Martial or Rashford for the left wing. Yeah. yeah, I'd be like, oh, thank God. That is way, way easier than what I thought was about to happen. Uh, I'll pick Martial, cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Bang, wrong answer. God, <laughs> how can you not pick the local lad? Disgraceful. Um, what, doesn't, doesn't it, uh, isn't it, it depends on which position? You can't tell a man with a gun to your head. It depends. Yeah, well, you can. You can say, hey, mate, well, slow down just a little bit. Slow down before you put a bu bullet through my brain, you know. A, let me tell you where the coke's hidden. Uh, <laughs> it's just over there. Yeah, just <laughs> He's got it. Uh, it was Rooney yeah. what done it. Um, uh, B, yeah, well, are you playing 4-3-3? Is it a 4-2, you know, 4-4-2? Is it for the left wing or is it up front? Are you trying to play on the break a little more or keep control of the ball? Do you want someone who's able to cover the fullback or is attacking more important? These are all crucial questions. All right, so the the prerequisite, the, the kind of pre-assumptions here are 4-2-3-1 at home against a team who you expect to finish eighth or below in the Premier League with... Uh, with the rest of the team exactly as it was yesterday, do you pick Martial? Right, so who's playing on the left wing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. no, I, you pick Martial. Right, there we go. That's. I think that's also that seems to me to be the correct answer. Um, all right, this is a great. I think this is a fun game. At L underscore non pare Simba asks over under eighteen point five Premier League starts this season for the following players. So the the line is eighteen point five. So if you think it's nineteen or over, you say over. If you think it's eighteen or under, you say under. Uh, under over or under for under. Over. Over 18.5 Premier League starts. He's going to get 19 starts in the Premier League this season. Yeah. Okay, I yeah. Would, I'll take the under for sure. Martial, 
Over. Yeah, I'll take the over as well. Rashford. Over. <laughs> He's just taking the under. You know, I've got one now. There's, there's some with under coming. I, I take the over there as well, actually. So I've got under, over, over. Luke Shaw. Under. under, yeah, because he's just never he's never fit. And it's going to be a while till he comes back because nineteen games only half the season, and that even if he plays every single game after he comes back, it might it might not get there. Uh, Jones obviously under because biscuits for legs. <laughs> I will go with over. He seems solid. Whoa, nice. He's he's been taking his you know whatever supplements they give him, <laughs> totally legal ones, and uh, Victor, he's fit. Victor Lindelof under. Okay, yeah, I think uh, I think we agree about everyone except Herrera, who you think is going to get over 19 starts this season. Yeah, I think he'll play in all the big games. I feel like I've let... That we don't have 19 big games in the Premier League. <laughs> well, look, like against the top six or seven, include yeah. Everton in there. Okay, so that's, um, so that's, that's 14 12. for a start. So 12, 12 games. 12. Because yeah, yeah. we're one of the, the top seven. We'll play ourselves twice. <laughs> uh, training counts. <laughs> so 12 starts. And, yeah, we'll find another six from rotation and stuff like that. No problem. Okay. Um, at the false number 12, friend of the site, says, have you ever related steel to eco-friendly? <laughs> <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo's team tweeting, oh, you may never have related steel to eco-friendly. I, I always but... did. I don't know. I mean, you know, yeah. sing into the choir there, mate. He says, that's why I've partnered with Egypt Steel. It's like, that's not why. That is literally not why you have partnered with Egypt Steel. Uh, it was the pyramid, upside down pyramid full of money they dropped at your door. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, he's got to pay his Ma- tax bill, hasn't he? So he needs to work. At Manred80, uh, whose question we've answered, but I just love his name so much, uh, says, despite the win, don't you think United still need a winger and better fullbacks? Valencia and Blint wasted space with poor crosses. They definitely wasted good opportunities. I thought particularly Valencia, but that might be hashtag agenda, um, just because I like Daily Blint. Uh, I think but, the problem um, is, look, Blint needs to shave his head. Um, because then he won't be worried so much about ruffling the hairstyle up if he needs to run a bit faster. Um, all right, I, talking of running fast, I have this theory, right? That I just need to show, I've got a platform to share this theory. Quan Mata is actually fast, it's just he only has tiny little legs. So <laughs> well, Then he's not fast, is he? Those no, tiny know, little legs just, are moving, he's just, they're not carrying him anyway. Exactly, like, his legs move at the pace of a fast man's legs, but they're only little. Talking of which, Usain Bolt was at the game? Uh, nice. To yeah, see. first United game he'd been at in like five years or so. Yeah, well, I think he was boycotting part time playing while we weren't signing the uh, creative midfielder he needed us to sign. Um, I can't feel bad. I'm letting down Adnan Adnan on MUFC says thoughts on the new Taylor Swift single. I've not listened to it yet. I hear it's terrible. Very disappointing from T Swift. It's not a banger. I, I feel like we should end the show with a you know. On a T Swift's uh, Tay Tay's country bangers, shouldn't you? Shouldn't we? No, uh, no. I'm a fan of the early pop era. To be fair. Yeah, yeah. No, this is yeah. You know, wandering um, into Patreon territory. Well, we'll do half an hour on Taylor Swift's back catalogue. <laughs> <laughs> no, next week. Uh, I went into a, um, a bar yesterday, sort of new bar that's trying to be sort of hip and trendy, uh, although not quite in the right part of town for that. Um, and uh, dude walks in with a Taylor Swift T-shirt on. I was like, is that ironically hipster or is he just a fan? It's hard to tell. 
I feel like you can walk the line with both. I think that's kind of reasonable you, nowadays. You can you can you can kind of do both at once. Um, oh, so we had a question about Ander Herrera that also mentioned Andreas Pereira, and once again, I had forgotten about the existence of Andreas Pereira. It keeps happening. Um, he needs to go online. He's just not going to get any games. So. But uh, you don't want him go back to La Liga for a season, do you? Like, don't we want him like a Premier League loan if he has a loan? Yeah, I think yeah. we should. I think we should like use him to strength. Make sure it's someone that hasn't played Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool yet. You know, do what Chelsea do. Cheat. We've already given Timothy Fosumento, who would appear to be Crystal Palace's best best player. Like he did this tweet yesterday. Like, oh, sorry about the result because obviously Palace have been terrible so far. There's loads of people in the replies. Palace fans going, "It's not your fault, mate. You're brilliant." And I'm like, oh, nice. It's what we like to see. They appreciate. Yeah, him, yeah, bro. yeah. Um, interesting this week. Uh, City Football Group announced um, purchase of Girona uh, in Spain, who are actually in La Liga at the moment. So it's quite a high-profile one. So it's going to be 50% owned by City Football Group, uh, 50% owned by uh, Pep Guardiola's brother. Do you think Pep Guardiola's brother is walking around going, Mamma, mamma, Girona? <laughs> yeah, um, he's carrying bags of money, um, Qatari money, I would suggest. Oh, Abu Dhabi money. I'm sorry, get my uh, oil state right there. Listen, it's not okay. Uh, right, um, I think that'll do. Uh, we're going to do a show during the international break because it just seems ridiculous to take a break from the rank cast already, doesn't it? And we've got to preview that Stoke game in forensic detail. Uh, yeah, as we always do. Yeah, no, we will do. I mean, there's some uh, top quality international football to look forward to uh, and England versus Malta uh, and Slovakia. Uh, at France, I didn't work out who they're, they're playing. playing the uh, Spain versus Italy. Playing the Netherlands. That could be tasty, you know, not not great Dutch side at the moment. And, Spain versus Italy should be good as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Spain, uh, France are playing the Netherlands and Luxembourg, and I think that Paul Pogba might score a million goals against Luxembourg. And so long as he doesn't come back injured. Yeah, absolutely. Oof, don't even want to think about it. All right, everyone, cross your fingers and toes for the next uh, week so we can get all the, the lads back in one piece and get the momentum up and running again um, when we visit the fortress of football that is Darren Fletcher's Stoke City Um, and uh, we'll be back to talk about that next week